Everybody should click continue <laughs> if that popped up for you. Got it. If you're not, the rest of you might want to everybody can mute for now. <laughs> yep, we we heard that. So, <laughs> all right, here we go. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to West. We are delighted to see you this morning. Why don't you please say hello in the chat if you would, especially if you're visiting from another ethical society or elsewhere, we'd love to know uh, where you are joining us from. Just a reminder, if you want everyone to see your comment to please share your messages, set the setting that for chat to all panelists and attendees. Good morning, Donna. So glad you are with us. Welcome as folks are coming into the room. Good morning, good morning. And feel free to say hello in the chat to each other. This is also a good time. Good morning, Robin. I know, Olympics, Olympics. <laughs> good morning, Judy and Adam and John and Rajesh. So glad that you are with us this morning. And Dave, this is also a good time to get a candle to light during our candle lighting segment. And then settle into your comfy seat with your beverage of choice as we continue to gather. Good morning, Jeff. Nice to see from you as well. <laughs> Soon enough, we will actually get to see each other slowly but surely again. Good morning. We'll give folks another. I know we got started a little, little behind our usual opening of the doors, but we will give folks another few moments to join us. Again, if you want to say hello in the chat, please do so. It's great to set your chat settings to all panelists and attendees. So we have a little bit of a collective conversation going on. Go, if you would like, gather your candle to light during the candle lighting get settled, get comfortable, and we'll begin in just a moment. Good morning, Christine. Glad to have you with us. Good morning, Joe. Jo oh, sorry, it looks like Joe. I have to make my chat wider. Joni, Johnny and Wayne, good morning to you both. A little easier to read now. Good morning. And I think we are ready to officially begin. Our opening words this morning are from Starhawk. We are all longing to go home to some place we have never been a place half remembered and half envisioned, we can only catch glimpses of from time to time. Community. Somewhere there are people to whom we can speak with passion without having the words catch in our throats. Somewhere a circle of hands will open to receive us. Eyes will light up as we enter. Voices will celebrate with us whenever we come into our own power. 
Community means strength that joins to our strength to do the work that needs to be done. Arms to hold us when we falter, a circle of healing, a circle of friends, someplace where we can be free. We begin today's platform with music from Project Lucrea. Hello, beautiful people from the Washington Ethical Society. Thank you for having us. We are Project Lucrea, and we are here to share some music with you today. Our musical ensemble is dedicated to bringing music of different cultures to you and sharing a message of unity and harmony through music.
Well, good morning again, everyone. The name of the group, as Mark is asking, is Project Lucrea. Um, and they are indeed, we have lots of treats in store for them this from them this morning. Well, welcome again to the Washington Ethical Society. My name is Karen Schofield Leka. My pronouns are her and hers, short for person, and I'm efficient this morning. Visitors from near and far, we especially welcome you. We hope that you'll say hello in the chat and that you might send an email to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas, at maceot, that's M-A-C-E-O-T, at ethicalsociety.org. You can also fill out our connection form. <clears throat> Excuse me. Maceo will put that link in the chat. And we hope you will join us after the platform service for a chance to say hello. Our chat will stay open through much of the platform service, closing for the address itself and then reopening. If you do not want to see the chat, this is a good time to minimize it. And you may also see that closed captioning is available and you can turn that on or off as you prefer. Our theme this month is better together. And so it is apropos that my calendar a day offering for this morning features words from Simone de Beauvoir. Each of us is responsible for everything and to every human being, which is also a perfect match to our platform topic this morning, where love and justice cross all borders. Most weeks, a member of our community reads our statement of purpose so that we might hear our shared values in each other's voices. If you're interested in taking a turn to read our statement of purpose, you can sign up at tiny.cc slash read SOP. This week, our reader is also one of our speakers, Patty Absher. Over to you, Patty. The, the Washington Ethical Society is a humanistic congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. With faith in human goodness, we appreciate each person's unique capacities. We joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth. We warmly invite you to join our community of children and adults as we work for a world where love and justice cross all borders. Thank you so much, Patty. If you have a candle at home, I invite you to light it now as I share our candle lighting words. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. Each week, we ring this chime in solidarity with people around the world. Today, I am particularly mindful of victims of severe flooding in China, and also to the many Olympic athletes navigating the pinnacle of their sport and building global friendships amid pandemic restrictions. As we listen to the chime, let us remember our connection to each other and the world around us. Let us hold in our hearts all that hurts in the world.
and let us commit ourselves to all that calls for our work and our love. As we enter into a time of meditation, I invite you to adjust your posture so that you are sitting in ease. You may wish to close your eyes or soften your gaze. Take a deep breath, hold it for a moment, and then release it. Let your thoughts quiet so that you have some inward stillness and spaciousness. Continue to breathe in and out evenly and fully to be inspired. Unitarian Universalist minister, Reverend Teresa Soto writes with some adaptions from me, all of us need all of us to make it. I want you to reflect on those words, make them your refrain. All of us need all of us to make it. In a world where some of us are targeted for struggle and brutality, where others of us benefit and flourish, we repeat, all of us need all of us to make it. In a world where powerful people of ill will and indifference make us fearful for our safety and our futures, we repeat, all of us need all of us to make it. In the excruciating space that lives between seeing and naming and hearing and changing, we repeat, all of us need all of us to make it. I invite you to make a picture in your mind of someone you aren't very happy with right now. Look at their face in your mind and repeat, all of us need all of us to make it. Ethical humanists believe that all of us need all of us to make it. This is why we are in solidarity. We continue our meditation in silence on the music that follows.
Welcome back from that sonic massage. It was wonderful. I have a story for you today, but you have two important parts to play in the story. It's gonna take a little imagination to think about how this is playing out, but I know that you're up to it. So you'll hear two words during the story and when you hear them, you have something to do. Whenever I say boom, I want you to shout boom as loudly as you can. So let's practice that folks. Boom. Boom. Perfect. And there will be times when I say the word sanctuary. Whenever you hear the word sanctuary, I want you to quietly say the word sanctuary. So let's try this one. Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Great job. And so our story begins. Once upon a time, there was a little girl, just like you, who was caught outside in a sudden rainstorm. She ran inside to the nearest storm store to wait out the downpour. As soon as she closed the door, a bright flash and a loud boom of thunder followed. Wait, I, I didn't hear you all. I said a loud boom of thunder followed. The little girl knew she would be stuck in that store for quite a while. She started to look around at some of the different items in the store when the shopkeeper appeared. The shopkeeper was the oldest woman the little girl had ever seen. Her hair was as white as the snow and her face was all wrinkly. The little girl was brave enough to admit that she was a little scared. Young woman, said the old shopkeeper, can I help you with something? The little girl pointed outside, too afraid to talk. Ah, said the old shopkeeper, did you run in here to escape the rain? The little girl nodded slowly as another loud boom of thunder shook the store. Well, you can wait here if you'd like in my little sanctuary. We've got a nice sturdy roof over our heads and it will keep you safe and dry. The little girl appreciated the offer, but she really needed to get back outside and continue on her way. The old shopkeep could tell the little girl was hesitating. Or, said the shopkeep, you could head back outside with this. The old shopkeep went behind the counter, and what do you think she pulled out? That's right, an umbrella. Take this umbrella, said the old shopkeep. I don't know why it's raining, but I do know that you can keep dry under this portable sanctuary. The little girl beamed, but then she stopped in her tracks. But I don't have any money, she said the little girl. The old shopkeep waved her off. No worries, little girl. Just be sure to offer the umbrella to someone else when they need it. The little girl accepted the umbrella, headed back outside, opened her umbrella and went on her way. The little girl was happy and dry. She started skipping down the street and was perfectly happy when she saw a man wearing a suit trying to keep dry with a newspaper over his head. She heard another loud boom and the newspaper began to fall apart under the heavy rain. She skipped over to the man in the suit and held the umbrella up as high as she could. Thank you, said the man. 
Remembering the words from the old shopkeep, the little girl told the man, I don't know why it's raining, but I do know that you can keep dry under this portable sanctuary. The man smiled in relief. He had been having a really bad day. See, he was wearing a suit because he was on his way to a job interview. He had been without work for a long, long time and was desperate. He had to walk to the interview because he couldn't afford a car or even public transit fare. When it started to rain, he cursed his luck. He would show up to his really important job interview soaked and he knew it would make a really bad first impression. The little girl spotted her family in a store across the street. Here, said the little girl, take the umbrella with you. I see my family right over there across the street. Oh, I couldn't take your umbrella, said the man, feeling guilty. No, take it. Just be sure to offer the umbrella to someone else when they need it. The little girl put the umbrella into his hands and then ran off to meet her family. The man couldn't believe how nice the little girl was. He knew he had to hurry though, because it was almost time for his very important interview. Another boom of thunder caused him to start running. Well, I can tell you that the man got that job he was interviewing for. And soon enough, he was able to afford to buy a few umbrellas of his own. Whenever it would rain, he would bring not only his umbrella that the little girl had given him, he would bring two more small umbrellas along with them and he would give those away for other people who were stuck outside in the rain. And every time he gave away an umbrella, he would say, I don't know why it's raining, but I do know that you can keep dry under this portable sanctuary. And soon everyone in their town had an umbrella that they would take with them. And if the townspeople passed by someone without an umbrella, they would give up their own umbrella and pass on the words now known by the entire town. I don't know why it's raining, but I do know you can keep dry under this portable sanctuary. So ends this story. But I also recommend that you watch an animated short film about an umbrella also. I'll paste the link in the chat. Before we begin the platform address, I'd like to share this reflection on immigration and the journey of refugees from JJ Bola. No one leaves home if the hurt that will come is greater than the hurt that they will leave behind. No one leaves if the ocean will swallow them up. No one leaves home if there is peace. As a refugee, there is only ever half of you in one place because you have left half of you where you have come from and half of you is often rejected when you arrive. Today, we will be inspired by the words of three of our own West members who have volunteered in refugee resettlement, immigration justice, and similar movements of solidarity. First, Sue Smith, who heads up the refugee resettlement team. Next up will be Ross Wells, who is co-chair with Peggy Gates of the West Global Connections Group, co-chair with Judith Johnson of the West Immigration Justice Team, and founder of Tacoma Park Food Justice DMV. 
Finally, we'll hear from Patty Absher, who has been a leader of West Social Justice Initiatives for some 35 years, currently with the Immigration Justice Team. Each in turn will reflect on putting their values into action and on what West members might do together next. Our speakers have prepared a multi-sensory treat for us. We will have a number of images to delight our eyes, stories to warm our hearts, circumstances to challenge our minds, and opportunities that stimulate our will to act. We have a number of resources to share as well, so I will be adding links to the chat during the platform. The chat will otherwise remain closed to comments during the remarks. And so we begin. Sue, please lead us off. Thank you so much for the opportunity to tell this story. In 2016, people were fleeing for their lives from Syria, with many of, which many of us found distressing. We wanted to help and found that we were not alone. A local church who had welcomed a refugee family a year earlier graciously hosted an event to share their experience and offer their information and connections with other faith communities. After polling West members, and having 100 people sign up to help, West decided to join the Good Neighbor Program and made a six month commitment to welcome and mentor a refugee family. We were one of about 30 faith communities who did so that year. That interfaith collaboration spawned a support group so mentoring congregations could benefit from each other's experiences and share challenges and resources. The common thread of kindness united us and allowed us to put our compassion into action. Over the winter, we completed our security clearances and training, and by July of 2017, greeted a family from Afghanistan at the airport and drove them to their new home. West members stepped up to help in a variety of ways. They don donated items and money, furnished the apartment, a Sikh grant brought, bought food, and when the family arrived, volunteers coordinated rides, advised on finances and job hunting. The entire effort was realized because our community worked together in support of an idea that became our vision. For those of you not around in 2017, the family was a young couple with three boys. They were allowed to immigrate on a special immigration visa, that's an SIV, because Mr. Dinesh aided the US military as an interpreter, which of course made him a target. They left their close-knit family and set out to live in a country they had never seen. For the first few months, the family relied on our team for transportation, which initially meant the entire inseparable family would go to every grocery trip and appointment. The mom, Fahima, didn't know any English and the family relied 100% on their dad and our team. In September, he found work. By Thanksgiving, a car, and by the end of the year was driving for Lyft. Our refugee resettlement team worked behind the scenes, discussing and debating what level of support would lead to self-sufficiency. That emotional support and group wisdom were essential for those of us interacting directly with the family. When our six month commitment ended, the family and team went out together to celebrate. A few of us continued weekly visits for English tutoring until 2019, when the family moved to Northern Virginia. During that time, there were some tough spells like Dinesh's knee surgery and lost income. 
In a joint effort, Fahima cooked an Afghan dinner for 100, which Wes hosted and promoted, raising more than enough to replace the lost income. We have stayed in touch and Fahima recently sent me this picture. She knew we tutors would be thrilled to, to see the reward of our work together and proud of her accomplishment. And we certainly were. That leads me to mention what was in this relationship for me. I got the opportunity as our statement of purpose states to nurture a sense of responsibility for each other, to reduce someone's burden, to make the world fairer, set kids up to thrive. And I had a front row seat to view lives transformed. I got to see something I wanted to do become a reality thanks to the collaborative nature of our community and other welcoming congregations. I got to make a difference. If you have an idea, my sense is that West is fertile ground to make it grow. As we consider current world events and what role the West community would take, I am aware of the dire straits of Afghan interpreters now as the US troops withdraw. The Biden administration intends to evacuate 9,000 allies and their families to protect them from Taliban retribution while their applications are being processed, but leaving a similar number behind. 2,500 people are expected at Fort Lee in Virginia in the next week and others will go temporarily to undisclosed countries. Recent bipartisan bills have been introduced to increase the number of these visas and to streamline the process, which is urgently needed. The nonprofit, No One Left Behind, that assists our Afghan allies, sent an email in late June with a clear message that reads, please spread the word in your communities that this will be an all hands on deck situation in, we estimate six to nine months. So there is an immediate need for advocacy and another opportunity coming up in the near future to welcome newcomers. Thank you. And now Ross will speak about his experiences. Thanks for this opportunity. Um, let's not sit this one out. It was the second week of March, 2020. Beth and I were in Ohio watching the state begin its COVID shutdown with Maryland soon to follow. Driving back home, we were frightened and we wondered how the pandemic might play out. How did COVID spread? What could we do to protect ourselves and our family? Where can we find N95 masks? Soon the federal government began to roll out a massive COVID aid package. From the beginning, one thing was clear. All programs would intentionally exclude every undocumented person from receiving aid. And if you happen to be a US citizen and married to someone who was undocumented, you would be excluded too. And if your children were US citizens and you were not, many of our immigrant neighbors fled horrific conditions in their home countries. They take care of our kids, our aging parents, cut our lawns, clean our houses, staff our hospitals and build our buildings. They are essential workers who landed in a place and time without papers. They have dreams and need a path to citizenship, yet they were shut out, otherized, and deemed unworthy of life-saving assistance by the Trump administration. Unemployment compensation, big checks, or working from home were options for others, not for them. They were stuck in the middle of an expanding pandemic 
without resources and without much hope. By the end of March, the immigrant support organization CASA had over a hundred volunteer drivers delivering food to people who lived just a few miles from West. I signed up then. At the same time, Denise Woods from All Souls Unitarian Church, right down 16th Street from us, was organizing Food Justice DMV, made up of activists with strong ties to the immigrant community. They were building a network of volunteers to bring food and essentials to immigrant families. Partnerships were formed with groups of Ethiopian rent strikers, service groups, evangelical churches, and mosques. Through these relationships, tens of thousands of pounds of food and diapers, sanitary pads, and Tylenol were distributed to families by leaders whom they trusted. The degree of organization was striking. Christina over in Langley Park had groups A through E with 40 women in each group. The groups were rotated weekly with detailed lists of each person's needs. All of this in the highest COVID zip code in the state. In November, Christina lost her best friend who died of COVID in her home. She was devastated. She took one week off and went back to work on the distribution. She's still at it. The dozens of volunteers that I've met during the pandemic were one connected team. They showed up, worked hard, had great ideas and a wicked sense of humor, without which we would have been dead in the water. Our relationships were essential to the work but they were also a safety net for our sanity during this difficult time. They reached across age, race, national origin, and class, from liberal professionals to peasant refugees in Guatemala, from co-op staff and even evangelical pastors and their families like Olga and Max, who were out of work, but showed up with their pickup truck to transport food all over the District Maryland and Virginia without pay for over one year. Since 2003, Wes has sent teens and adults to rural communities in El Salvador. For the past 12 years, that community has been a small village near the Honduran border called El Rodeo. Each year, when there isn't a pandemic, we visit, stay in their homes, work on projects together and learn from them, their history and culture, how they farm, and the rhythm of the seasons. And we get close enough to understand the push and pull of migration and how that affects these families. No one wants to leave. And while the gang violence that occurs in much of El Salvador does not exist in El Rodeo, it was just plain hard to work steep plots of land that get smaller with each generation. To not have enough cash for something as simple as a prescription or a toothbrush is punishing and humiliating. So sometimes families must make an agonizing decision. They choose the one family member who can best survive the journey, the coyotes, the endless walking, the robberies, rapes, hunger, and the desert. And sometimes that one person is a mother with a child, Maria with Jefferson or Nuri with her infant daughter. And if you don't own land, being a farmer in El Salvador is next to impossible. And this holds true with Honduras, Guatemala. And so they come here. West members have generously given thousands of dollars to enable our friends and El Rodeo to build a water system in the name of their community. This tangible act of solidarity has made a real difference. Modern composting latrines do too. 
it's hard to live a dignified life without these basic necessities. So there is some hope there. During the pandemic, West members played an essential part in keeping Food, and Ju food Justice DMV going. You provided critical funds that were the lifeblood of these all volunteer networks. West member Lola Skolnick worked with a women's group in Greenbelt who made by hand thousands of masks, many of which went to food justice when they were like hen's teeth. Pam Williams, Peggy Gates, and Kristen Pramuk, known as the baguettes, broke down hundreds of 50 pound sacks of beans and rice into thousands of family portions for distribution. Other West members like Dana Pope were out there doing food justice work with other organizations, reaching out and making things happen. Wes has always been a laboratory for putting ethical ideas into action, for putting deed before creed. It still is. This remains a time like none other in our lifetimes. The planet is heating up and we are running out of time to stop it. Voting rights are threatened by a Republican party that is no longer merely conservative, but racist, authoritarian, and without a moral compass. DC is gentrifying at an alarming rate, displacing black families who have been here for generations. There is so much work to be done. And how do we keep our sanity in the midst of all of this? I realize that this is West's and that I'm preaching to the choir, but I am convinced that showing up and working with others to make change is the antidote to becoming cynical and losing hope. It buoys the spirit and helps us forge ethical priorities in hard times. So my pitch is this, if you're not completely overwhelmed, try and identify an issue that is important to you and do some homework. Then picture how you might fit in and how much time you can realistically give. Then reach out and give it a try. Everything good can come of it. Thank you. And next up is a uh, longtime West activist, Patty Absher. Patty, you need to unmute yourself, dear. Thank you. Thank you for such inspiring, wonderful stories. Um, this is really about Wes's strongest suit, the power of working together. Do you have a yearning to make a difference? You can tap into your inner passions. You can bond together with other West members to live our beliefs. We can empower ourselves to take on enormous challenges. We have a history of that. Cooperation makes it possible to work together for the same ends. There have been many times where West members have joined together to set goals, sometimes collaborating with members from another congregation or congregations. You may recall how we joined with Cedar Lane Unitarian Church to support sanctuary for, Ross, for Rosa Gutierrez and her three children. This was a nearly two year volunteer intensive effort which engaged hundreds of volunteers from different uh, organizations. And it allowed Rosa to finally be granted the legal right to live and work while the resolution of her case is underway. When organizers at West came up with the idea of a film festival 
to help people understand the immigrant and refugee experiences, they realized that the ambitious project was bigger than their resources at WES. They recognized that they needed collaborators. So they started a one-on-one -on -one outreach to congregations in Maryland, Virginia, and DC to provide volunteers physical space and publicity. This successful collaboration gave the organizers the confidence and wherewithal to mount a hugely successful annual program. This will be its eighth consecutive year. WES is deeply committed to further collaborations in the community. We are active members of the DC Con Congregation Action Network and the Washington Interfaith Network. Instead of just wishing somebody else would do it, how could you and a few West friends make a difference? There are so many ways. You could start a book or study group on global warm, warming or other pertinent issues, or gather a support team for the next Afghan family that will be settled in our area, or start a right here, right now project organized by the UUSJ, UUs for Social Justice, all the materials are provided that you adapt to your group. All it takes is one person with a passion for addressing injustice. So we ask you to tell us your ideas. They can be wild, they can be way out there, but it's, and it's an idea that can sustain a dream project. So please drop a note in the chat or email Sue Ross or me. We will get back to you to discuss your idea, your dream project. And here's a way to start your engines. You can sharpen your group skills with a workshop on resolving conflicts, a key skill for building coalitions learn how to listen and how to reframe the conversations. It's taught by our own Joe London and Mary Smith. You can sign up online for the September 25th workshop now. And please drop your ideas for collaborating with your West friends in the chat. We really want to hear from you. And thank you so much for your attention today. Well, Sue, Ross, and Patty, I want to thank you for sharing both your knowledge and wisdom, and especially the passion and the effort that all you do to build the relationships that enrich our communities and our quest for a better world for all. I know you'd like more partners in this joyful work, so folks, please do contact Sue, Ross, or Patty to learn more about how to get involved. You can also check out any of the many links that we put into the chat. There are many ways to get involved, and as they know, your idea too. Bring your ideas forward. There are no lack of uh, places that we might be able to learn and to help and build solidarity together. Edward Everett Hale, author, historian, and Unitarian minister, provides this reflection. I am only one, but still I am one. I cannot do everything, but still I can do something. 
And because I cannot do everything, I will not refuse to do the something that I can do. So after some music, we'll have community sharing time when you can write into the chat about what resonated with you today. A framing question might help to spark a memory of a personal experience or your direct observation or this passion project that you have just waiting to be implemented. If you like, you can focus your sharing on this question. What is the something that you can do in solidarity with others to enhance justice for all? As we contemplate, rest, and reflect, let us experience the beauty of the musical response.
Oh, another wonderful piece of music. Um, and this is the time when we add our voices to the morning, sharing our reflections on the platform or what resonates in our own lives. You may consider the framing question, what is the something that you can do in solidarity with others to enhance justice for all? Please go ahead and add your thoughts to the chat. As some already have, I'll start sharing some of those collectively. Uh, Ross saying, hope the folks are local, love would to see them when Wes reopened. I believe they indeed are, Ross, and so I'm sure that Leah, our interim music coordinator who connected us with them, will be on that possibility. Uh, Carol says, I particularly liked hearing the personal experiences of Wes members, and John Deacon says, me too. Joe London says, thanks for the shout out for the Community Relations Committee or CRC workshop on resolving conflicts. That's being held on September 25th from 2.30 to 5.30 p.m. Johnny says, wonderful inspiration and asks that you please consider going to West Friday evenings for one hour from 5 to 6 p.m. to show your support for Black Lives Matter. And the visual does indeed continue. It's socially distanced and easy to hold up a sign with your support. Rajesh notes that this is a theme that started last week with the Earth Ethics folks, and it makes him and probably many, very many of us proud to be a member of West. And I think that's very true. We've heard so much to be inspired by, but also that the challenges remain and that the work requires all of us to lend our, our hands and our support and to really be reflective about other things. So I'm wondering if there are any other folks out there that might have participated in Global Connections or joined the vigils or viewed the film festival, Immigrant Film Festival, you want to share something perhaps about your experiences? Yes, Joe says we can continue our work for DC statehood. Absolutely, right? The work continues in so many ways. Any other new ideas or you might not even have a fleshed out idea. You might just feel that there's a need that's not being addressed. You could name that as well because one of the things I think we often find at West is that Again, we think we are the, one, the only one that worries or has some vague idea, but we, when we put it out into the space, we discover that there are so many people that would come together to do that work. Alyssa says, I am not a member, nor am I very local. Welcome to us from Chesapeake City, Maryland, <laughs> Alyssa. But I've been watching from time to time and invigorated every time I join a session. I love the community and visions of Wes. Well, Alyssa, thank you for that. And whether you are near or far, you are indeed a part of our community. Um, now that we've learned through uh, pandemic necessity about how to connect remotely, those continue, those opportunities will continue. We are indeed really planning as we create opportunities to open up again physically to be together, that all of those who have joined us from afar can also remain connected and enrich our community. So please keep coming back, Alyssa, share your ideas and your thoughts. John Dakin says, my ongoing concern is inequality and access to high quality mental health care. I work on this in my day job, but would love to see Wes explore that together. And indeed, John, you are pointing out a really a crucial need that has existed for a long time, but has been, you know, excruciatingly highlighted um, during the pandemic. And, and we have to uh, not just go back to the old ways of things, but to, you know, build a better way going forward. So there's so lots of great ideas around mental health, 
around DC statehood, around Black Lives Matter, uh, of course, all the ongoing work around Immigration Film Festival, Global Connections. Carolyn is saying, yes, John, she is definitely reinforcing your, your concerns there. Well, there's no lack of things to do and no lack of talent and energy among our community to do it. And so again, I just invite everyone to put your notions out there, join into something that already exists, raise a concern that's not being addressed and, and um, see who would like to join you in figuring out what is the best right thing to do. And not just as ourselves, but also connecting out to organizations across the area that may already be in the work or can be strong partners um, with us, perhaps even guiding us um, to be uh, appropriate and community engaged in the work. Catherine Orchestra says, I especially thank you, Wes, for the, all the generous actions you are doing on behalf of love and justice that cross all borders. Indeed, Catherine, I think that is exactly the capstone comment. And so I will transition us and note that just as we share our perspectives in this community, so too do we share our resources and gifts. Here at West, we split the Sunday collection between our operating budget and a fund dedicated to justice and compassion. We appreciate each person's generous giving as they are able. This month, half of the offering is dedicated to No Child Goes Hungry, a local nonprofit that works to feed kids who simply don't have enough to eat. Working directly with schools and grassroots organizations, No Child Goes Hungry provides seed money to start or enhance food programs, or in many cases during the pandemic, provided food directly where it is needed most, and that continues. 100% of your donations go to feeding kids. On the slide, you'll see the number to give by text for today's collection, which is 202 335-1885. You can also make a gift online through the donate button on our website at ethicalsociety.org or visit tiny.cc slash gives. We'll now receive your gifts and the gift of music.
Thank you so much to the many people who helped to create this morning's time together. Interim Coord music coordinator, Leah Morris, and guest musicians, Project Lucrea and Jeremy Blake. Membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas, slide artist, John and Abby Dakin, and tech host, John Leka and Robin Kravitz for communication support and hosting our virtual coffee hour at the conclusion of Platform. And thanks to those who are leading and supporting our work in the weeks to come. As always, this week has a variety of opportunities for West members and friends to connect virtually around shared interests and support meetings and discussion groups. And this afternoon, both the Philosophy Group and the Sci-Fi Book Club are each meeting at 1 p.m. And in the week ahead, the West Chorus is gathering on Wednesday at 7.30. Improv Group meets Thursday at 8 p.m. And the TGIF Adults Check-In is Friday at 10.30. We hope you'll join us again next Sunday, which is August 1st, when Interim Leader Lynn Cox will return from her break, and she'll be responding to items that appear in the question box. So bring your questions about philosophy, theology, dinosaurs, and what connects us to this spontaneous collaborative platform. And a few things to look forward to in the weeks ahead. The American Ethical Union or AEU Assembly is virtual this year with a theme addressing the whole truth about America. Events have been ongoing since June, but the main AEU business meeting will be on Saturday, August 7th, and the concluding all society platform is Sunday, August 8th. We encourage you to save the date. Oh, did I get the improv group time wrong? Oh, it's every week uh, at 7.30. My apologies, Judy Ohm. Thanks for catching that. Uh, I do encourage you to save the date of August 21st, which is Bring Your Own Picnic in Rock Creek Park. Uh, it's a chance for West members to actually gather safely outside um, and begin to renew those in-person connections. It's also a great time to bring school supplies for young people in the family and friends of incarcerated people community, which is our community. And here's the key need and an opportunity for our community. As we yearn for a return to in-person gatherings for platform, we need at least five more people to join our tech team so that we can deliver on our hybrid model beginning in September. Our most ambitious schedule is for this to begin happening on September 26th, but that's only possible if we have enough help to make it happen. So if you want it, please step forward to join the tech team. They're a great group and will joyfully provide training and support. You can find the details for these and all other events on our website calendar at ethicalsociety.org. Uh, looks like somebody's saying maybe we only need three folks. So hooray for the two that have stepped forward to join the team and we need three more folks to join you all. Ross, finally, thank you all for being here with us. Ross Wells suggested this set section from Amanda Gorman's inauguration poem, This Hill We Climb. We did not feel prepared to be the heirs of such a terrifying hour but within it, we found the power to author a new chapter, to offer hope and laughter to ourselves. So while we once we asked, how could we possibly prevail over catastrophe? Now we assert, how could catastrophe possibly prevail over us? We will not march back to what was, but move to what shall be. A country that is bruised, but whole, benevolent, but bold 
fierce and free. We will not be turned around or interrupted by intimidation because we know our inaction and inertia will be the inheritance of the next generation. Our blunders become their burdens. But one thing is certain, if we merge mercy with might and might with right, then love becomes our legacy and change our children's birthright. So let us leave behind a country better than the one we were left with. Every breath from my bronze pounded chest will raise this wounded world into a wondrous one. Now let's enjoy together our closing song of the month, Let It Be a Dance. you to join me in our closing words for this month. Let us go out into the week ahead with compassion, understanding, and commitment, finding and nurturing collaboration in the quest for a better world. Please join us for a virtual coffee hour by pointing your browser to tiny.cc slash westcoffeehour. You can see the link on the slide um, and we will put it also into the chat. Um, once we're in Zoom, coffee hour space will divide into breakout groups, which you are welcome to drift in and out of as you choose to greet different people. 
If you're new to the community, please send an email to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas, and introduce yourself. Or you can fill out the chat, the West Connects form. Have a great week all. We wish you well. Um, enjoy the Olympics and the spirit thereof. And percolate on these ideas for working in solidarity with others to create justice for all. Farewell, hop on over to coffee hour and have a terrific week.